0: muchachos arch here and it is friday night which sometimes means we're talking nascar what's going on phil
1: hey man yeah the, the, the friday nights sometimes run into the truck races and uh it really tough but we're happy to be here we got uh, a, a quite a bit of racing to talk about tonight very excited we're call, coming off of a a very nice weekend as well where we picked up i think six and a half units uh maybe a little bit more than that so all's well here in phil land how are you doing steve
2: What's up, guys? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, um, always good to get back into the win column. I did tweet about this last week. Uh, must be the second half of the season, right? This is going to time where we usually heat up, so uh, let's keep things rolling this week.
1: Yes, sir. It's it's our time to shine, Steve. You know, we, we got a week off there, recharge the batteries per se, and then got a, got got some winning done last week. And then not to mention the week before in Formula One, we absolutely cashed yeah. out, so... Uh, it's been a, a couple nice weeks here at the Speedway Steve Two headquarters. Also, Steve, talking about money, you have some birthday cards coming your way this week, don't you?
2: Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I, thanks for the reminder, there, pal. Turn, you know, turning uh, the first digit, you know, three zero—that's a big one. God.
1: <laughs> I noticed a really big eye roll from you, Arch. He makes me feel so old. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're we're a couple of old guys here chilling with the kid. So, Steve, happy birthday to you from the Backdoor Cover Network and all of our listeners. It has been just an absolute pleasure watching you grow from a small child into the man you are today.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Maybe I can, you can send me another hoodie or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, that will that'll, that'll do the trick. Maybe we'll send maybe, you uh, maybe we'll
0: send you a headset, a very nice one.
2: Bye. <laughs> I think we did that already we we got that taken care of how about a, how about like a, maybe like a like a magnet for the fridge that'd be good <laughs> it's pretty bare
1: you're, right, take you're a magnet
0: you know how to party like a 30 year old i'll tell you what man
1: <laughs> you already know yeah yeah well happy birthday buddy so let's talk about it steve we, we got something new coming this week we got the chicago street circuit which is just an absolute atrocious design in, in both of our estimations. Tell me about what you see.
2: What do I see? Well, um, I, made, I made, a, um, made a point to go uh, get an iRacing event in on this track, so I paid <laughs> the $12 that I had to pay for the track. So hopefully that was a good investment so we can talk about the, you know, this track layout a little bit. Um, Kind of blown away to be honest i mean we're talking about three four 90 degree turns uh jess you I mean just talking um just feels like it feels like a formula one race to me so um it should be it'll be different um i don't know what your thoughts are but just, i just I don't, I don't know what to expect
1: all right so number one your dedication is unrivaled paying 12 (laughs) bucks to get on the sim i mean that is just that is outstanding outstanding deep dive work from you steve we we needed that uh secondly i looked at it and the track it looks cool you know it looks kind of like a figure eight pretty neat and then i immediately thought you know they're they're closing down streets in chicago and going through some landmarks and stuff as if traffic couldn't be any worse in chicago you know they're they're closing (laughs) down 2.2 2.2 miles of, of streets around major, major points in the city. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I've been to Chicago. I can't imagine the gridlock. Um, and I hear that the folks in the city are not happy about it. Uh, number one, but as for like the actual track design, it's scary, man. Um, it, it looks like it's, it's tight quarters, long straights. So it'll be heavy braking zones, like 90 degree turns. So to me that encourages dive bomb type racing. And also, uh, you pointed out the brake concerns. We, we, we saw serious brake concerns in Gateway with those long straights and, and uh, tight corners. And now we're, we're getting a ton of it. So what do you, what do you think about that?
2: yeah so admittedly uh i'm not the greatest road course racer on i racing but i mean it took me about 20 minutes to complete a lap and a lap is about a minute and 30 seconds so that's what is it about about 10 tries just to complete a lap without hitting the wall so Mm. yeah for me i mean for me it was pretty difficult um you just i mean it's it's very easy to lock to, you know, lock the, the, the fronts up, front tires up. And we've seen, you know, Brad, because I do that a lot on road courses. So, um, it's expect a little bit of that going on. Just expect, um, some, uh, some, you know, people to struggle for sure. Uh, brand, brand it's just brand new to everyone. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, how who adapts quicker than others.
1: Yeah. I mean, not just, not just the drivers locking up the brakes, but the actual, you know, the, the, Quick heating and then long cooling in between is no good for the actual brake hardware. We saw a lot of brake failures um, at Gateway with Noah Gregson and uh, you know among others. Yeah. Um, his sticks out because I think one of the brake pieces hit a hit a bystander in in the in the stand. So right. um, are we going to see brakes explode on Saturday and Sunday?
2: I mean, it's possible, right? If we see, uh, I mean, Gateway. Um i don't consider i won't, you wouldn't think of gateway you know that's i mean that, that's an oval so you wouldn't consider that to be a, you know have a have big issues in regards to breaking but uh certainly want to keep that in mind uh when you when you can't when you handicap this weekend uh i would stay away f- certainly from a lot of juice uh stick to that plus money stuff stick to those matchups that are um, gonna give you uh you know good profit in return. So that's kind of kind of probably what I'm looking more so towards.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, that we were, we're saying all that is a bit of a warning to the, the betters in the community that we don't know what we're going to see. Um It could be a, a very boring spaced out race, or it could be total bedlam, Um, you know, with, with brake failures and mechanical issues uh, drivers getting into one another because, you know, we know that eight wheels is, is better than four around some of these turns and it looks like it's conducive to that sort of, you know, frenetic racing. So, um, Steve, I think that's a a good point is to stay away from the the big juice matchups like I'm seeing AJ Almendinger minus one fifty five over Daniel Suarez plus one twenty. I mean I i can't imagine paying fifty five extra cents of juice uh for the dinger, no matter how much value you see. I, I just I, I can't imagine, you know, drinking that juice
2: yeah i was i was listening to jensen button as uh some people may be familiar with uh f1 guy uh he as you know he raced uh the coda race this year a a track that he's probably familiar with uh with that being on the Formula One schedule now and uh it was kind of funny he said oh well this is you know this is a street race so i expect the drivers to kind of respect the track a little bit more these guys who take it easy you know knowing because you know it's it's so narrow but and then you, see, you hear the nascar guys i ah, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about this is this is nascar this is not formula one it's a totally different series so um <laughs> I, I would tend to lean towards the side of this is nascar these guys are going to be racing each other differently we race we race with fenders in this series so um expect more of the same that we saw probably at coda i would say that's the sign i would lean toward but i'll see what happens uh when you see the cars on track
1: Yeah, I I would imagine it's going to be going to be chaos. These guys don't know respect, Uh, especially in the Xfinity series, Steve. Um, You know, and and this is one of those weeks where uh, the Xfinity series doesn't allow the double duty racing. So uh, nobody will get an added advantage racing on Saturday and then, you know, hopping in a cup car on Sunday. Um, I guess NASCAR did that. So uh, there wouldn't be. Just everybody trying to get a ride on Saturday and and building Mm -hmm. cars for it and stuff. You know, it's sort of a cost move, I would imagine. Um, But with that, you get a a lot of youth in the Xfinity series. And I would imagine tomorrow's practice session will be chaos.
2: Yeah, long practice sessions. So obviously these guys need track time. So we'll get a decent amount of data to look at, which is good because you know, road courses tend to uh give us on you know, on average we we don't get as many laps to look at. So if you extend this out a little bit, we'll get a little more data to pull. So that's always a good thing
1: yeah yeah i'm just horrified at the the wrecks we might see uh, in the xfinity series practice <laughs> tomorrow uh there's going to be some torn up race cars uh, i would imagine but uh so let's talk about it have you handicapped the xfinity series at all tomorrow
2: uh, i mean I've, I've briefly taken a look at this thing um xfinity is kind of a little bit tougher for me because there's you know the drivers are in and out you get a lot of cup guys that race in xfinity so a little bit more consistent when it comes to looking at the numbers but i have a good idea of you know general idea kind of who i want to target who i kind of want to not go with uh just to start though we have a with justin marks in the field track house owner racing in this xfinity race and his his odds dropped you know somewhat high but they've been done, he's been bet down quite a bit people are liking justin marks this weekend at the road at the street course
1: yeah, I mean, he has a little bit of pedigree uh, on the road courses, but I think this is a tactical move. I wrote about this a little bit in, in the article this week, Steve. I don't know if you caught it, but since the Cup Series guys are not allowed to run, I think this is, you know, sort of like Justin Marks being a mole for track house. He's, he's going to get a look at the, the course. I mean, I, he's going to have a whole lot more information than the Cup guys will have, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Um, if you can if if your drivers can't run, then if, if this feels like a Jerry Jones situation, if, if if my if my quarterback can't do it, just let's just I'll just step in there and get the job
1: done, right? Yeah, just just get in there, you know. Player coach, it's uh, it's like Bill Russell for the Celtics, you know. <laughs> it, 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 this is what we're looking at here. Player coach. I've heard get,
0: Eggberger you. ask for Jerry Jones to be out there on the field. <laughs>
1: might be an improvement over dakota prescott i'm not sure oh yeah i can't wait for that's where i went so i think that is a little bit of a added advantage for the Trackhouse guys on sunday which will be reflected in some of our our choices uh but who are you looking to target in the xfinity series who who uh sticks out to you steve
2: yeah so it's a guy that you wouldn't really think of most likely um I know last year when he was with, uh, Jade, was it last year uh, or the year before when he was with JGR, uh, you see, couldn't stand back in this guy, but Daniel Hamrick. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, man. He, he just, he just pops in, in numbers. I'm running on the road course specifically. And, you know, he hasn't really had a lot, of, a lot of success this year when it comes to over racing. But when I'm running the numbers for road courses, he's right behind there with uh, Cole Custer. Um, strong i'm I'm looking mostly at 2023 road courses which so far it's been coda portland and sonoma i don't have a whole lot of um whole lot of data for portland but coda and sonoma hemrick was right up there with uh the guys up front and um right behind custer and i i do think hemrick has a chance to kind of shine here this weekend i just like the number we're getting with him he's uh, 30 to 1. And when you look at what happened last week, he was really strong last week at, uh, at Nashville. So, uh, yeah, as, as you know, A.J. Allmendinger won over there with Colic Racing. And uh, that team looked really good last week. So there could, this could be a little bit of a good combination of team performance and a guy that knows how to kind of get around the road course.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the logic, I just hate betting on Daniel Hemrick. You, you, you <laughs> know that about me. It's, it's like my least favorite activity in NASCAR. Uh, but the values there, I mean, 30 to one, can't argue with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of peeking around here. I'd probably be more interested in maybe like a top five plus 375. Feels kind of good. That way I don't have to root for the guy, you know, to take one down. Because he, yeah, he's sure. only won what? One, one race in his career.
2: It was the championship race, too. Yeah, I mean... He's, so, he's, I mean, it was a basically a battle between three other guys, because they were the only, only guys that race, right? And then and the championship days.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it feels like, you know, he has a little bit of trouble sealing a deal. So maybe a top five might, might be the, the ticket. If, who, you're, more who inclined, else? if, you're, if
2: you're more inclined to bet another college car, you can bet Chandler Smith, his teammates, 28 to 1. I don't know yeah, if I was gonna like say I'll, Chandler I, or I, not.
1: I'm way more comfortable betting anybody else. (laughs) Anybody else. Give me Miguel (laughs) Paluto.
2: Miguel Paluto actually sounds excited for this race. Uh, As you know, he's a JRM, um, so he's a obviously his background's in road course racing um but he's he's just he gets he's got he's getting no respect from the from the uh other drivers that's for sure that you know these guys uh if you're not a regular they tend to kind of just push and shove you out of the way with
1: no remorse right um okay so you're on hemrick probably you're probably on chandler smith um does anybody else pop off the page yet yet because i mean we saw uh, Justin Allgaier run good. We saw Sheldon Creed run really good on the road courses till he, you know, pulled some bonehead stuff. We saw John Hunter Nemechek. We we bet on him a couple times on road courses. Uh, I'm seeing ten to 1, 12 to one. Do any of those more traditional names stick out to you?
2: Not so far. Um, I like them. At, they're a good at Portland. Uh, however, la- whatever happened last week. Um, sonoma super high wear racetrack and uh they kind of just fell off he had gotten the race trim and creed and john hunter were no, nowhere to be found it kind of just went backwards so i'm concerned about that a little bit and you know chicago streets i mean obviously we're probably gonna be talking about you know somewhat high wear race you know racing conditions here so a guy you know that like got done last week in, in Hemrick. And you know, I, I, I just have more confidence in taking a longer shot and it feels like better value to me.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think Creed and Allgaier are probably too short. Uh, but J. Jen at 12 to one feels pretty good. Austin Hill will be yeah. getting my weekly donation, um, for, <laughs> for no reason at all, <laughs> uh, at 14 to one. Um, but does anything else stick out? Or are you just, are you looking at, at mostly those two colleague guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the problem here, right, is you could take the guy that's the fastest and then something wild happens and they just kind of wreck out. And that's not what I'm trying to do this weekend for the most part. So I'm, I'm kind of looking for guys that have a little bit of speed kind of in that mid-range section, you know, that kind of looking at guys like um, Hemrick and maybe even Alex uh just – Guys like that, uh, that could have, you know, could pop and have a little bit of upside. And uh, the chaos is almost guaranteed. So all you just need is to to get that right guy, not longer,
1: uh, just to kind of pull it out. It almost feels like you're treating it like a super speedway.
0: Is it that random?
1: Could be. That's what it it feels like to me, Steve. You know, you're looking for these mid range guys like we we normally do on a super speedway just because we don't know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, Connor Mosack to me feels kind of short, fourteen to one. I think he's running the uh, probably the, the Toyota stuff, but another guy that's probably going to get run over pretty good.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he he uh, he did not run real well. Uh, what was it at Portland? Um, you know, he he was one of the betting favorites, and I, I think he ran what like sixth or something in a, in a race full of chaos, right?
2: Riley Herbst is a guy I kinda of look at a little bit. a teammate of Cole Custer. He's kinda of run similar to Cole this year. Riley knows how to get it done a road course, so I'm not opposed to that, but uh that that's about as short as I wanna go. Like Chandler, Hemrick, Herbst, uh Brendan Jones, no chance in playing him because he doesn't I mean he's running around twenty fifth, twentieth at road courses, so uh, that's kinda of my pool. That's kinda of that's it right there. Probably uh Chandler, uh Hemrick and herbs.
1: Okay, well that, that feels like a pretty good portfolio of of long shots with a with a chance. So thirty to one, thirty to one, Herbst, I'm seeing forty to one. So uh, it could be yeah. a nice little payday if we can we can find a way to cash with one of those guys. Uh, are you you looking to ladder them at all? Maybe you know in the top five market, like like maybe I had suggested.
2: I mean, I think that's fine. I've officially only played in Hemrick because I just really like the Hemrick value there, but. Uh, I don't mind taking these longer shots for a potential finishing position ladder. That feels good to me.
1: Cool. Um, so have you looked at any head-to-heads?
2: I've looked at the head-to-heads. <laughs> I have not bet the head-to-heads.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at them now, Steve. And there's two that stick out to me. There's two that I will probably play if you say that you know you don't hate it um i like austin hill over sammy smith give me the, the little bit of a veteran guy pretty good on the road courses over new jack sammy smith what do you think about that one
2: yeah these guys are pretty much on top of each other in my and the numbers i'm running here uh it's gross I would, <laughs> uh i mean it's just it's tough right because you're playing minus 115 so you're playing you're a little bit of juice um I'm would certainly i think austin hill would have the edge there when it comes to getting to the finish line uh i, I know <laughs> sammy smith got intentionally wrecked last week by sheldon creed who paid the penalty for that this uh in the middle of the week so that's interesting um yeah i mean austin hill doesn't have the pit crew that's for sure uh yeah, I'm, position I'm... that's that's gonna matter a lot
1: yeah i'm seeing minus 110 so uh sammy smith minus 120 so i mean rivers is probably the one making out here with the 30 cent rake um but yeah i don't i don't mind the the short dog price on hill
2: yeah uh, that's fine I'm, i mean I'm, I'm good with that Austin hills had a great season i expect that to keep going
1: cool uh the second one how about chandler smith is a, a small dog minus 106 over josh barry
2: it's interesting, right? I mean, these guys have pretty significantly different odds. We have Josh Berry going off at uh 18 to 1 and uh Chandler 28 to 1. So, it's kind of something I tend to look at, but and Josh Berry is certainly not a road course ace and Chandler's kind of riding that wave there with colleagues' recent performances. So, uh it's close to even money, so that's probably the side I'd play if I had to.
1: Yeah, I, I, what, what made it stick out to me, Steve, is that on Rivers, Chandler Smith minus 106, Barry minus 125, but on DK, it's the other way around. Chandler Smith is the favorite minus 120, Barry minus 110, and I regard DraftKings probably to be a little bit sharper in the racing Great. market uh, than Rivers. So um, if they're hanging Chandler as a favorite, it almost feels like we're getting a discount over at Rivers
2: yeah i think that's fair i i probably need to dig into this a little bit more because i just well, I, I, your I, shovel out <laughs> <laughs> i just looked at this these head to heads i'm like a chicago street course xfinity I, I just i expect pure chaos i looked for plus numbers i didn't really find any and i looked at, at the numbers and i didn't really see a whole lot of disparity between these guys um uh maybe if i see something you know in practice tomorrow but uh i'll i'll go with what you got and uh We'll take Chandler on vet Rivers. I'm good with that.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's really it. The only other plus money matchup I see uh, is Sheldon Creed plus 110, plus 105, plus 100 against Cole Custer. We can't count on Creed to even finish a race, so that, <laughs> that could be just sending your money down a money shredder or a paper shredder, right. I should say. Um, that, that's Really, it? I see Sammy Smith plus. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Sammy Smith plus 105 against Parker Cligerman minus 125 on Superbook. I don't have any interest in um, you know taking Sammy Smith in any capacity, but I don't want to pay you know for the other side with Cligerman. And then I see uh, Mosac plus 115 over Sam Mayer on Superbook, and I don't want that one either. So um, I'm just I'm content with the two that I, I picked out. And, you know, as long as you agree a little bit, it's a play.
2: Yeah, I, I think we really need to look at qualifying and see where these guys are starting and then go from there because this, this is probably going to be, a, you know, one lane racetrack. And if it's not one lane, it's going to be a guy trying to force his two lanes to work and just, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> so. Right. I just think track position is king uh, more than usual, and I did look at that Sean Creed Cole Custer matchup. I would <laughs> I prefer playing Custer, but a minus one thirty five is just too much juice for me to play uh, yeah, at a could, high variance track like this.
1: You get that junk out of here! But the good news for our book club subscribers is qualifying goes off at noon for Xfinity. The race is not until five, so uh, the board will populate. We'll have a a couple hours, Steve, you and I, to pick that apart and find some spots for our book club members who have been just feasting the last two mm. weeks at thedgens.net. Get your three-day free trial. Uh, but is there anything else, Steve, that interests you in the Xfinity board?
2: Pretty much does it for me, I think. I really didn't have a whole lot for this, uh, this race. Hopefully we get some better numbers. I mean, this is really, this is all, that, this is all we're talking about is playing a numbers game for me.
1: All right. So we'll, we'll pick up the cup side. Arch, we'll start with you. Have you handicapped this race at all? I uh, no,
0: I'm still processing the data.
1: Okay. It does take a, take a bit to input that into your, your AI bot simulator. Uh, Steve. I call that
0: Steve. That's the AI correct. bot simulator.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for calling me a robot. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so uh, Steve, what do you have picked out for Chicago? What's the good stuff?
2: Well, there's one guy we both agree on. I'll leave him to you because I know that you have a lot to say about uh, the guy that we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show. So,
1: Yeah, well, I'll just I'll start with that and then you fill it in. So sure. uh, we were talking before the board opened up. Uh, I think it was Monday. And, you know, trying to, trying to get an idea for how we were going to attack this thing. And the only thing I could come up with is because I'm, you know, I'm, I have mush for brains. I said, AJ Allmendinger. That's the handicap. Um, I mean, he's the only one of the only guys, I, I should correct myself, that has ever driven on a street course before. He's a road course ace. He won, I think, 11 road course races in the Xfinity series. He won one in the Cup Series before. Um, so, you know, we, we lucked out and so did all our, our book club friends. We got AJ at 13 to one and that got steamed down to 10 to one at a couple places, nine to one in others. So we're on the right side of that thing. We we were we have the right train of thought. I wish we could spend closing line value, uh, but we're all over AJ here. The guy is a horse, and it's also Arch's favorite guy to to, to bet go, on. Man. Love the dinger. Love your dinger.
2: Loved him last week.
1: Disrespectful number last week when we bet him to win in Xfinity, huh?
2: Yeah, we you know we missed him at twenty two to one. So we could have gotten an even better number than that, which is uh it's astounding.
0: How's it feel uh, to live the action lifestyle now?
2: Uh,
1: oh, we missed the best number. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean he had that uh he got caught up in that wreck and I thought his day was done. And they just he just came back. And he you know, AJ's a guy that gets you know, he gets pretty heated on the radio. He usually he just kind of, you know, gives in to an extent, but he must have uh, persevered and uh, that uh, right rear corner paddle sticking out there gave him a little bit of a parachute. So he he just drove away in that final restart. Man, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was one of those rare instances when an accident helps you. Um, you know, being involved in an accident helps you. I mean, that, that thing, that rear wing was sticking way out, uh, which I guess helped with the aerodynamic. And uh, his rival race car drivers, especially Cole Custer, was not thrilled about it. I mean, AJ passed the other drivers like they were standing still. I mean, the guy was an absolute rocket ship. We were counting that money as soon as he got out front. Of course, the late caution made us sweat, but no big deal. He checked out on the field, you know, uh, just right away, right? He got an awesome start. Never looked back. AJ Almadinger to the pay window on Saturday. I think AJ Allmendinger taking us back on Sunday.
2: I think it's a fair point. He finished 10th on Sunday last week, too. I, I've looked at his finishes. He's had top 15 finishes um, fairly consistently. So maybe that colleague team is starting to come around again. Justin Haley, his teammate, qualified third in that race. That's an, ex- that's an astounding
1: performance from, from that from that guy. So, Can you imagine, Steve, if A.J. Omendinger had a pit crew? Just if he had a halfway decent pit crew. Like, switch switched like the rfk guys with those collar guys and aj would be a top 10 car many many weeks he gave up so many positions last weekend on sunday on pit road it was phenomenal that he was able to, to squeeze out that top 10
2: yeah you have a great point i mean these cars are so close in speeds that if you losing that many spots consistently in pit road you just you can't compete like that and uh it's yes yeah, it's, it's unfortunate um the good, the good thing is that uh, on Sunday we we have no stage racing again. So if he gets out, if he qualifies well, gets out to a little bit of a gap, and uh, he can make those green, he can make a green flag pit stop and uh, and be a couple seconds off and not pay the ultimate penalty for it. So that could pay off well this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, without losing, um, you know, a ton of spots under yellow at the stage breaks. Um, you know, the, the, the pit crew team won't be as a glaring deficiency as it is uh, most weekends. So this also plays into the handicap. It, it's another strength, you know, uh, addition by subtraction, if you will. So as long as the, the races stay somewhat green, um, you know, I, I think this will play right into our hands. There won't be any stage break flip in and all that crazy stuff. Uh, It'll just be pure skill, and I I like that. I like that change on the road courses this year.
2: Yep, same here. Uh,
1: So So who else we got?
2: Yeah, so I'm going back to uh, somebody that ran really well at Sonoma, and I'm taking Denny Hamlin now. He's kind of moved in the other way, which is a little surprising to me considering his teammate truex is extremely short this week and i really think uh hamlin and truex had two of the better cars at sonoma we just saw we see toyota this year really up their performance on the road courses i mean koda wasn't all that great but they came to sonoma and they really kind of dialed things in and uh they're kind of a, a force to be reckoned with now so i'm not sure why um so Hammond opened up at 25 to one for, and I I bet it at 25 to one. Then now you get you get it at 35. Uh, Hammond le- led a good portion in that race. He took the pole to Noma, So I'm very comfortable going back here. I know he, um, had his podcast on Monday, talked about how he's been running the sim, uh, at Chicago street. So hopefully he's a guy that has a little, a little bit of a feel for the track. And, uh, just something to carries some momentum over from Sonoma and he ran well uh, last week at Nashville, so I feel confident in Denny,
1: yeah, so same thing um I agree with you i you know you you texted me that we were gonna take Denny at twenty five to one Unfortunately, I fell asleep, and then I woke up and I saw the text and it was thirty five to one I was like, what the hell happened here? Did Denny get like struck by lightning or something? did he get his foot amputated i, I can't imagine why it moved 10 bucks the other direction. So I bet it at 35. So we're, we're averaged out to where you can actually get it. The best on the market right now is 30 to 1 over at Superbook. Uh, definitely still a play there. He was a live betting favorite at, at Sonoma, like you said, Steve. I mean, him and Truex, I think we're both plus 250 uh, to win that race, you know, about midway through. Um, you know, his team kind of let him down under yellow, lost some spots, and then he got gotten his own his own mess i think he caused the only yellow for cause uh in that race um but it sounds like the toyotas have it have it figured out so i'm with you on hamlin um who else are you you look in the back
2: yeah so next up uh, on my list was daniel suarez and uh before i get into suarez i gotta say this is kind of like the first time i've looked at odds for a day or two and I mean these lines are moving like wildfire. So I mean Denny's back down now to 28 to 1. Um a guy that we took that we'll talk about later on was 50 to 1 and he's down to 28
1: um on DraftKings but it, he's still 45 on FanDuel.
2: Right. Um yeah. this 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 new guy, we got Shane Van Gisburg, and he was down to 22, I think 22 to 1 at one point. He's back up to 40. so these lines are extremely volatile uh and that kind of just comes with the territory of really just not knowing you know, the the betting public is just kind of all over the place when You don't have a lot of data you really just got to get these lines when uh, you know when they're best available so uh just be smart and pick your spots when the time is right um so that in mind going back to daniel suarez um he won Sonoba. That was his only win last year in the Cup Series. Uh, he was uh, he he always qualifies up front, and that's a big point for me because you need a guy that's going to have track position here this weekend in Chicago. Like I said, it's going to be very one-lane dominant, so you need someone that's going to be up there um, with good track position. Suarez has a fantastic pit crew, so he could gain a couple spots if you do see some cautions. If you, you know, even green flag pit stops, things of that nature. You should be gaining spots. Uh, that's always always a good a good bonus to have in the back of your tool bag. So um, this, Suarez is an underrated road course driver, and you're getting him here at 22 to 1. And, of course, as you mentioned, Justin Marks, is run, the team owner, is running that Xfinity race. So I imagine some intel is going through the pipeline there
1: to Suarez. Listen, I want to talk about, a little bit more Intel besides Justin Marks. Let's talk about Shane van Gisenberg a little bit. I know you brought him up, uh, but this is a three-time V eight supercar world champion. He's got 79 individual race wins in that series. And he brought his regular Red Bull team engineer, Andrew Edwards, along for the ride. Uh, These guys are just world-class street racers. So You know, uh, with Trackhouse having the third car, the Project 91 car out there, and then just Shane Van Gisenberg, um, you know, maybe we don't expect Shane to win it, but, boy, is that that more even playing field, you know, since nobody else has ever been here. Plus, just the guys that are – they do this for a living on street circuits. Uh, Shane is one of the best in the world uh, at supercars. And you've got his brain and his Red Bull engineer's brain – uh, along with it. I think that does nothing but help Suarez, Chastain, uh, and Trackhouse as a whole really develop and, and puts them in a good spot for, for this race, especially.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, man, you think you don't bring any intel to this show, but you got, you got some facts right there with Machine. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, and, and also, if you, if you ever talk about a Red Bull team, I I think of pure speed, so
1: popped off the page when I saw that that you know he he's been here all week as well. I was like, holy shit, Red Bull guys!
2: Sign me up. Anything that's Red Bull related, good to go. Those guys can't lose. (laughs) So uh, that that's a great spot, and that's great information. So that's that's good.
1: Bingo. So uh, who else we got? We got two more here to fill out, and they are usual suspects, I would say, for us on road courses.
2: No doubt. So we got uh Michael McDowell. uh again, another one of those guys like AJ who's raced on street courses before. Um that's a that's a great thing to have if you're in the event this weekend. And McDowell's had a lot of success uh racing in disciplines like this. Um he's just he's a very solid road course racer. He's gotten even better on the ovals too this year. He's just a well-rounded individual. I'm looking forward to him to have success again um just he always qualifies well just like suarez and there is a little bit of rain in the forecast so mcdowell i think is one of the, he could be the best driver in the rain in this in you know in this situation uh I, i'd put him up there as Cindric and, and aj when it comes to racing in the rain if that were to happen
1: yeah. And just, this is another guy uh, like AJ who has raced a street circuit before that. That's all I know about McDowell. Plus he's just, he's awesome on these, these uh, street circuits. Uh, I mean, just on road courses in general, I should say, um, you know, he's a top 10 guy. Always. You can set your watch to it. I like McDowell. He always outperforms his equipment. Um, there's rumblings that he may be, you know, uh, in on the hot seat for for getting a better ride next year. Maybe Maybe heading on over to to SHR. So uh, this could be a chance for him to bag up a win and, and show those guys that he's worth it.
2: Yeah. And that's gonna loosen loosening up a little bit, right? Knowing yeah. you have some, you, knowing you have a future that you, you can just kind of let it, let it ride, see what happens. And that's, that's always a plus. So
1: he's, he's an impressive driver, Steve. I mean, he gets a lot out of that front row car.
2: You know, there's no doubt. Uh, when you, when you look at what the other car does with Todd Garland and uh, I mean, when, when Zane Smith comes, comes over there, you know, I mean, that was, you know, right up there with Zane Smith and Zane Smith is a prospect. He's a super, future superstar. So good things right. happening. I mean, front row is kind of coming around as a whole. So that team is, uh, you know, doing well for themselves.
1: Yes, sir. So then our final candidate is the young buck, Ty Gibbs. So, uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Full Tank Phil on this one. He He's on Ty Gibbs as well, and he made an excellent point, Steve. He said that you know Ty Gibbs wouldn't surprise anybody if his first Cup win – and he will win in the Cup Series – if his first Cup win was on a road course. Would that surprise you?
2: No, it would not surprise me at all because his first Xfinity win was on a road course. Day two on a road course. I mean, this guy <laughs> – this guy came out of literally the woodwork and just showed up and ran a Joe Gibbs car and won the race. Uh, it, it, nobody saw that coming. Uh, saw that coming. So his performances have been good this year, especially in recent weeks. So I uh, also heard on Hamlin's podcast, Action, Det- Action Mental, um, he's been running these sim races with these guys. And he was one of the guys that kind of, you know set the mark he was I, apparently he was the best guy in the sim so uh you take a guy you know take him take toyota running better on road courses this year uh and we got him at 50 to 1 so i i think that was the best long shot on the board really excited about this one i just like what ty Gibbs is uh you know brand new racetrack young guy you know, this is going to be equal footing for this field. So Ty Gibbs is pretty much going to be on an even playing field with uh, these veterans.
1: Yeah, and to say he was the best in the sim, that's uh that's nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, they have quite a a crew of road course aces over there: Truex, Reddick, Christopher Bell. I mean, and, and if if Ty Gibbs is setting the mark, uh, that would be. Really awesome! It would be really awesome to catch a ticket fifty to one. Uh, looks like it's still available. FanDuel forty-five to one. So go on and get on that. Uh, and then Gibbs, we have him as a ladder candidate, don't we, Steve?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think Ty's shown consistency this year. Uh, I, I really think he's kind of changed his ways a little bit this year. Um, just he hasn't had that um, fiery emotion and causing chaos on the racetrack at all, like we saw in Xfinity. He's just been clean, cut, just performing and letting the his driving do the talking. And that's 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 what you want to see when you take a guy for a ladder for the top five and a top ten and and the overall win too, because I think he has the upside to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh so we're we're on his top five. That's six to one at Bet Rivers. We're on his top ten, which is uh plus one seventy five. You can get that at Bet 365 or Rivers. If you don't have those, you can get 150 at FanDuel. All good options. Uh, But we're we're climbing the ladder with Tyrone Gibbs. All right, love this, love it. it. Yes, sir. So then we have some other top tens, some familiar names. AJ Almendinger paying a little bit of a price here, minus 143 at Bet Rivers. Uh, Ross Chastain minus 118 at Bet Rivers. Um, Tell me about tell me about Ross the Boss.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm I'm salty. I'm a little salty about last week.
1: I don't, I don't really <laughs> want you to talk about Ross Chastain because I'm feeling some kind of way too. How, how many times have we bet on the guy?
2: Yeah, his um, we're one for three on his wins. We bet him to win Talladega, but we missed him on his first win at Coda, and we missed him last week at Nashville. And
1: I did not miss him at Coda.
2: You did not personally miss him at Coda. Right. <laughs> I missed him, he, Dakota.
1: Yeah, he was getting the Austin Hill treatment back then. I was betting him every single week. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if I won or lost in the long run. I probably probably down.
2: I don't know. It emotionally you won.
1: Right. Yeah, that was a big day. I pulled over on the side of the road from uh from a bowling tournament that day.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. personally I'm 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 upset that it wasn't on Ross. I was I was just back and forth on him and He was number one in my projections uh, going into the week, but he just wasn't performing. Uh, The kicker for me was Sonoma. Uh, Ross is a really good road course racer, and he did not have a good showing at Sonoma. So when I saw that, you really had to question where he was mentally and where the car was because he was struggling, his teammate was struggling. Uh, and this all kind of happened after the incident with, uh, Larson at Darlington and, and, you know, Rick Hendrick called him out and said, oh, you gotta stop wrecking people. So I, I that was kind of the tipping point for me when I saw what happened at Sonoma. And then you kind of confirmed it with me and said, you know, we kind of got to fade this guy this week. And so every, every, everything I looked at, except the numbers pointed towards me saying, yeah, I agree. So I'm not, I'm just, not gonna I, let I it happen this week. <laughs>
1: I thought the numbers were so out of control. After he was so fast in qualifying, he put it on the pole, and all the head-to-heads went absolutely nuts. Um, it just it it felt wrong. I felt a little bit dirty fading the guy because he's a Speedway Steve 2 fan favorite. We we love Ross Chastain, big watermelon fans, um, you know. And it, it just felt wrong. But the the you know the numbers said you know we, we have to we have to fade him. And boy, that was idiotic.
2: I mean, it happens to the best of us. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to let it happen this week. We've got right. a good number on him for a top 10. and uh, Yeah. I
1: I'm, mean, compared to you – know, we, we've got minus 118 compared to FanDuel, minus 170, bet 365, minus 163. So that's telling me that is a full steam ahead on that top 10.
2: Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. Ross got it done last week the right way. He didn't – he didn't wreck someone, you know, he didn't take out Bowman and AJ to win the road course, right? He's he, all day clean. He just had long run speed, had good pit stops. He just got it done. And he was, you know, proud to say it. He he told the kids to read your books and <laughs> good things that happen.
1: It was It was controlled aggression. You know, he was aggressive when he needed to be. Like, I think the race winning move was when he went, um three wide through the middle on the two lap cars i mean that that put him out of reach um you know so that he still has that aggression but i think he was much smarter about it
2: absolutely so that's that's what you need this weekend you need you need to be aggressive but you need to be you know very selective in what you're doing out there because you can get into trouble and i think he showed some maturity last week and that's that's a good thing to see
1: so uh, we got another good number on Daniel Suarez for a top 10. And then, like I said, we're on, on the Gibbs ladder. And then, Steve, it looks, like, it looks like you couldn't stay away from Austin Dillon in this market.
2: <laughs> I cannot stay away from that guy, man. Yeah, uh, it, it,
1: <laughs> it's, it's t- it automatically populates uh, his odds in my uh, article screen when I'm typing for CBS. It just <laughs> automatically puts it in there. I'm like, what, what, are, we, what are we fucking betting <laughs> on this guy again for? But I don't know. CBS knows, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at Austin Dillon, I mean, surprisingly enough, um, if we expect this chaos to ensue, Dillon just seems to be the guy that comes out on the right end of things. And even at the raw numbers, he comes out 16th when I look at the numbers. So he's been okay when it comes to, you know, road course racing this year. And I'm perfectly okay with going back to it. I'm not sure, you know, I think plus four seventy is just too long. So I mean, I mean, you can get some chaos and I fully expect that to happen. So, um, Dylan just knows how to play the strategies and just, he just knows how to stay in it long enough and stay in the lead lap. He just, he feels like a smart racer to me. He just kind of, you know, tiptoes his way toward the front, and that's all we need. We just need a top 10.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, staying on the lead lap shouldn't be hard. The course is 2.2 miles long. Uh, I wish there was a prop for what lap a Rick Ware car would get past under green uh, to be lapped. I, I wish we could see that one.
2: Who's in the Rick Ware stuff this week? I mean, I think isn't Jensen Button running a Rick, uh, Rick Ware car, but it's like Stuart Haas funded,
1: something along those lines. I honestly have no idea. That was just a just a I guess a poorly timed joke at Rick Ware's <laughs> expense. Sorry, Rick, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I,
2: I did say I'm concerned about their brake packages this weekend because uh hard on the brakes I think something could definitely um we could see some of those issues coming from those lower funded teams. I and mean, we that's we usually see that from uh these guys that can't get the best, you know, top notch stuff in their cars week to week.
1: Okay, so it looks like they're, Rick Ware is running a bit of an all-star team. They do have Jensen Button, like you said. And then uh, Andy Lally is going to be strapping that. into the 51 car. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so they probably won't finish dead last, but uh, somewhere near there.
2: Yeah, so Andy Lally taking over that, Col- that, um, that Cody Ware
1: car that he usually runs. So. Yeah, he's, he's taking over for the, uh, for the rapist, so that's good. <laughs> he's not in the cup anymore.
0: whoa. <laughs> you're the sole owner of this operation there philip what the one that has to do with lawyers
1: <laughs> alleged there you go there it is all right so we're clear all right so let's talk about the head-to-head steve we'll uh, we'll move on um we've got quite a few we, we've got six of them picked out here uh we'll start denny hamlin over william byron uh the dinger over kfb busher over kfb Ah, uh, Michael McDowell over Austin Syndrick, he sucks. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I was able to talk you into uh, in a in a head to head over Ryan Blaney, and then finally my I would still want to sleep in my house bet of the week, Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott. So there's six of them. <laughs> what stands out?
2: Yeah, I mean. Um... I don't, know if, I don't know if any one of these specifically stand out to me, but certainly Hamlin over Byron I can get into a little bit, just kind of back in the Hamlin train a little bit more uh, over Byron. Uh, Byron has come out and said he hasn't really been running that much sim work in this on this track, and he was not very good at Sonoma. Uh, he qual- qualified towards the back, kind of creeped his way up to the you know top 15, but I don't think that's going to be enough to beat a guy like Denny Hamlin. So... And you're getting plus 110. So, kind of liking all angles in this matchup there. Um, Almondinger over Kyle Bush. We've gone into great detail already about AJ. Uh, Nothing against Kyle Bush, really, but I just like where AJ's at compared to Kyle. And McDowell over Cindric. Kind of got into McDowell already. Why does Austin Cindric suck so
1: bad? He sucks. I, I don't know I, I I have no idea you know you would expect him to be good on the road courses, but he was a real turd so far this year. Um, I, I don't know I don't know what's going on. Um, you know him and like Briscoe, they're both having some some real big issues this year. Uh, I expected Cindric to be you know good, and then he you know in his rookie year, he came out, and won the Daytona 500 in his his you know very first race. I was like, man, this, this kid's a player, and then never to be heard from again.
2: Yeah, I think it, Penske is just behind, right? Like that whole team is just lacking speed. Mm-hmm. Logano has been really bad. We know he finished 3rd, I think at Sonoma, but he did that based off of strategy. Uh I think Zane Smith, it was some it was somebody lost a wheel on pit road and it cycled all these guys that were running towards the back and they made green flag pit stops and they cycled to the front. So uh this car is impossible to pass in, so Agana was somebody that had that advantage to where he, he came in and, and got track position. So he wasn't running up there, but he finished up there because of that situation. And I, uh, you can't, you can't look at something like that and expect that to happen on a regular basis. So, um, Penske, I just don't look to have a lot of pace from Penske this weekend. Uh, so I like that McDowell play there.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I agree with you. That one's that one's a layup. Um, you know, we're we're both kind of Kevin Kevin Harvick fans this year. Uh, you know, in his his swan song. Uh, you know, and he's in a, a matchup against Ryan Blaney. So they're both in Fords. But what stuck out to me, Steve, on that one was Ryan Blaney was 32nd in both road course races so mm. far this year in green flag speed. So that kind of goes along with what you said about Logano just uh, Penske. Penske ain't it.
2: Yeah, that's rough. I mean, they're struggling with tire Where just, just Ford in general is just laying an egg this year. And it, it, to me, it just makes it that much more impressive what Kevin Harvick's doing. Because, I mean, he is just waving. He's, he is just towing the line for Stuart Haas racing. Uh, Priest Briscoe. Um, and Amarola, those guys, I mean, they're just running 20 positions behind Harvick on a weekly basis. Briscoe is getting outrun by J.J. Yaley. And that team is an embarrassment to sport right now. Um, we know there's a Josh Berry signing to replace Kevin Harvick next year, so that will be interesting. I'll be very pay, you know, paying very close attention to seeing where um, Josh Berry kind of leads that four-team next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think they're going to like look to this guy to be a leader right away. Um, you know, there's some talk about Almirola's seat uh, becoming available. So who knows what happens with SHR man? I mean, that, that, it seems like it's a real mess, especially losing, you know, a cornerstone, a champion, and Kevin Harvick. Um, it's just that's tough. Um, but what else? What else do you want to talk about out of these matchups? Any you know, any anything stick out? Larson over Elliott.
2: Yeah, Larson over Elliott to me, again, that's just a numbers play. Plus one oh five. You're just getting what I think is a little bit of a coin flip, but at the same time, Elliot is still kind of coming back off, you know, the injury, the bye weeks. Uh well, I should say bye week because of the suspension, but either way, he's still kind of coming back off, you know, the um the off time. Just uh I I'll I'll back the guy at plus money that has been good at road courses. And the guy that's kind of had track time this year. So I still yeah. think Elliott could, you know, come back and win a race for the playoffs. Well, we're hope, we're rooting for that, but um this week I saw like taking the Larson matchup.
1: Yeah, and let's maybe his brain is scrambled eggs right now. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. So, you know, NASCAR probably played uh Livy Dune, the LSU gymnast, an absolute bag. Oh man, week, right? And, you know, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of pictures with with her and Chase Elliott, and you know he had them posted, and then he deleted them mysteriously this week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what do, what do you think that means? I don't know. Right?
2: I, that's news to me. So you got any inside intel there?
1: I, I I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, maybe he thought he had a shot. Maybe he's heartbroken, licking his wounds because he was. <laughs> He was cast aside by Livy Dune, a gymnast.
2: Yeah, let's go with that.
1: Okay, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really think that goes into the handicapping. No. I just thought it was interesting. Right. But uh, oh, by the finally, way,
2: Lar- Larson plus one ten now. Uh,
1: Larson plus one fifteen at Superbook. Ooh. Yeah, if you're if you're a race better in New Jersey, you got to have Superbook. Uh, Fact. Steve Fact. Steven, final final play on the card. We have Daniel Suarez in a group over at FanDuel plus three ten over the entire Penske garage: Logano, Cindric, Blaney.
2: Yeah, we also have Busher over Kyle Busch, but we kind of talked about Kyle Bush a little bit. Um, Chris Busher, kind of just with that RFK crew. Bush has been an incredibly consistent guy at road courses, so I just kind of want to back the guy that's consistent, uh, kind of uses his head a lot. Uh, Kyle Busch speeds on pit road a lot, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade the guy who speeds on pit road every week.
1: <laughs> also, Chris Buescher in the next gen road course era has the best average finish out of anybody. Chase Elliott, all of them.
2: Perfect. Again, that goes back to his consistency, so that's really good to see.
1: Yep. Yep. So, so- yes,
2: Suarez uh, over Logano, Hendrick, and Blaney. I mean, here you go. We kind of talked about this already, right? The Penske fade. So yeah. you're playing Suarez against Team Penske. So talked about how bad Penske is, and all you need is the team to struggle, and Suarez have an okay day, and you're cashing plus 330. So when I first took this, I didn't even realize that, but you're really just fading the entire team. So I, I like yeah. that angle where you can kind of just put all your eggs in one basket and. Uh, Just hope for, you know, one variable to go your way. Yeah. So
1: like I said, I I regard DraftKings as like probably one of the the sharper racing uh, books. And, you know, we snagged this at 330, plus 330 at DraftKings. Um, It's still hanging 310 at FanDuel. It's 270 at Superbook. But right now, Steve, that thing got moved to plus 175 from 330 over at DraftKings. So... Uh, that just tells me they know. Um, you know they have made the move uh, to protect themselves against the liability, and these other books just don't. So that's why you have to have multiple outs. I mean, this is a huge price disparity.
2: Yeah, and and that kind of just goes you know back to what I was saying earlier about this line movement this week. We just don't have a good feel for what's going to happen in this race right so Mm -hmm. just kind of go ahead and take the guy on track house versus the other three guys that you know um
1: weren't on track house yeah
2: yeah so to me it just kind of this kind of feels like a 50 50 to an extent you know it's kind of like track house versus penske it kind of feels like a team play plus 330
1: so i'll take it so that that's all we got brother do you have any couch cushion bets
2: um i have not looked you know much after i you know posted the card i don't think he mentioned eric jones but i did add him real late for a top 10. um had a really good showing last week at nashville and i believe he had a good showing at coda he was inside the top 10 before he got spun out real late in the race so as we know, road course racing requires, a, a, you know, more talent than equipment, essentially. So I think Eric Jones is a super talented guy. He runs well at road courses for the most part. And uh, plus 440 feels uh, like it
1: feels like value to me. All right. Well, I can be talked into it. I, I'll, I'll bet 25 bucks on anything. Twisted zone. That, uh, yeah. Done. I'm in. Um, yeah. So that, that wraps it up. I'm sure I am 100% positive we will be adding to this card. We'll probably be doubling it in size because uh, that's what we do. We're volume betters, and we'll, we'll hit this uh, qualifying market tomorrow. We'll hit some more bets after, after practice and qualifying for Xfinity and the Cup Series, and the best way to get them as the line drops is doing what, Arch? Going to thedgens.net. Now, what will that do? That will put you in the the what the book club
0: the book club it's our private discord server where we hang out swap bets with each other post our thoughts i'm posting some ai art of haley deegan right now
1: wow <laughs> uh that's that's interesting uh you also post a lean or a bet on every single mlb game yes uh we also have the dgen dart chart which today Are sir you, you think it's coming back your after your configurations and, and reworking it went eight and two today there
0: you go that's the egg burger way it, you know, i don't know what we should call it the egg burger ip sitting down
1: method sure yeah that feels good <laughs> i don't care it was eight and two yeah it was good it
0: was good so maybe yeah. we're on to something darts is a pain in the butt to figure out but maybe we've turned
1: a corner yeah now also steve you post golf in there did you have any big wins last week
2: oh yeah man we um we got a win that requires usually a tax form to be filled out immediately we had yeah to- <laughs> it was
1: it was a zach blair 300 to one top five shot i think you, you took and cashed that's the one yeah yeah so, so that, hello uh, government w2 that's it
0: <laughs> non-taxable income yeah. in canada
1: we are crossing borders here at Backdoor Cover. But yeah, you, you just, moral of the story, we bet everything. Um, I threw some WNBA bets mm-hmm. out there last night. We bet some Aussie rules football if you were up. Uh, we bet everything. So uh, you can do that with us at the thedgens.net.
2: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators,
1: or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.